0: Hey, everyone, I'm back again with another podcast, reaching out to somebody who I recently met a few months ago at an event. Um, wow, man, his message was powerful. Uh, some of the things he's doing in real estate right now are through the roof. Um, so I'm super excited to bring on Mr. Jesse Dow out of now living currently for today, living in Arizona.
1: Yep. Only for like <laughs> another couple months.
0: Actually, <laughs> where are <you> going? Idaho?
1: <laughs> yeah, it is the northwest going back to the northwest for the summer man
0: <laughs> uh right on so i think today i just want to spend five ten minutes talking with you uh a little bit about why you came over to exp what's been your experience with coming over to exp and then let's follow on about the really cool topic that you uh have kind of created out there around youtube with channel junkies so if you're down with that let's kind of hit those two
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. So my experience with, the uh, eXp was, uh, actually very similar to, I think a lot of people's where they were just getting like, you know, bombarded with like, n- you know, agents calling them, trying to recruit them. And I was hearing like negative messages around eXp for a long time. So in my market where I came from, there was only 300 agents in the uh, state at that time, which was two years ago. And, uh, so I really didn't even want to, um, pay any mind. And, My business, as you know, which the audience may or may not know as well, is I was generating all of my business at that time through uh, Organic YouTube. Me and my business partner cracked the code with uh, YouTube Organic uh, a couple years ago. And our business was really starting to get a lot of exposure. And our brand was starting to get a lot of exposure. And what happened was uh, we started getting agents reaching out to us, wanting to partner up with us or even just work with us. And so the franchise model that we were at, um, they basically said like, if you want to work with agents in other markets, you have to own the franchise here and the franchise there. And the model was, it was really, it, everything led back to the, there was like no value in it for me. There was no, um, it was all about making the you know, franchise more profitable, you know, just all that stuff. I, it was, it was going to cost me a lot of money and mm-hmm. I just thought it was crazy. And we actually did a national sales training for the company and it went really well. And then all of a sudden uh, we asked to speak at the national sales meeting, which is all going on at the same time. And there's like, no, YouTube's a flash in the pan. And I was like, so confused. I'm like, I'm at, I'm like, this is crazy. So I told Jackson, my business partner, like we need to find something else. So I actually started interviewing brokerages again and I, I only started real estate in 2017. So I was still pretty fresh at this time in 2019. And, um, I actually went and re- interviewed REMAX, Keller Williams, Berkshire, Century 21, like dude, the list went on and on and on. And I still remember leaving the REMAX meeting and I was like, I'm missing something. I can't figure this out. And I was like, and then it like hit me. I'm like, Oh, like if I took away, these brands are all franchises. And I didn't really understand at that time. And so I got on my phone and I Googled, um, what is the, what, what are non-franchised real estate brokerages and EXP popped up? And I was just like, F them. Um, I, I don't have anything to do with EXP, but I remember Grant Cardone saying one thing that really stuck with me my whole life. And that was like, when, um, when you, when you think something's stupid, but you're seeing a lot of, uh, action happening in, in that space, like you need to do some more exploring because mm-hmm. chances are 99% of the other people think it's stupid as well. And there's probably an opportunity or there could be, so you need to really give it some due diligence. So I actually called the guy that had been bugging me forever, which was my coach and he's like, cause he always said, I know your business better than anyone. This model was built for you. And I just thought it was a ploy to get me over. And, um, you know, so I called him right there from the parking lot and I said, Hey, schedule the meeting that you've been wanting me to attend. I said, I'm ready to like pay attention now. And so, uh, three days later I met with EXP's director of growth, uh, Sam Rodriguez at the time mm-hmm. and Frank spent two hours. And literally it was, um, you know, all these other meetings with agents trying to recruit me, it was always like this bait and switch hoodwink, you know, come to this event and then I'm going to sell you EXP. And I was just like, I wasn't into that. And so when I went to this meeting, it was all about like, you know, what are you doing? uh, you know, will our platform work for you? Will it help you grow? Will it help you meet your goals? And can we do it in a better fashion? You know, maybe you make more money. Maybe you don't, maybe our revenue share makes you more money. Maybe it doesn't, maybe our stocks are great. Maybe they're not for you. So like, how can we, can this model fit in your, in your system? And it literally was like, I, I was like, so blown away. I literally was just like, things were like going off in my brain. I still remember talking to Curtis Johnson, which he was my sponsor sponsor before the, uh, like right after that meeting. And he was like telling me, he's like, like you don't even understand like the um the model yet until you get here and what it's really going to do you're still like thinking way too small. Yeah. So I would I did uh in 2019 I did 12 million in production. COVID hit. We made the move on March 1st 2020 and that was another thing is it was like a nightmare coming over because I wanted it to be the perfect time, you know. I wanted to have, you know, it, it was crazy. We came over with like 30 deals under contract, but for me, I was like, I want everything to be perfect. And we just paid the cap in October. I made the decision in November. I didn't do the cap deferral and I just wanted to make the move. So we made the move on March 1st, COVID hits on you know mid-March. And then um, I met Chuck Fazio. He's in my upline. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to really scale my business and grow. Like, what do I, what do I do? And cause he's, you know, one of the biggest uh, independent brokerage owners in the world. And I was like, this guy's got to know. And he's just like, well, tell me how you get your business. And I'm like, it's a hundred percent inbound through YouTube. Like I don't cold, cold call, no door knocking. Literally. We have just people calling us every day to buy houses, no squeeze pages, landing pages. Like it's, it's unbelievable. And he's just like, like, I've never seen anything like that. He's like, you have to step out of production. And I'm like, what? I'm like, there's no way that that's going to work. He's like, trust me. It's the only way you're going to scale this thing. So I literally stepped out of production on April 1st, 2020. And then from there, it was pretty much game on our, our business grew to 50 million in 2020. We just wrapped up 2021 and we ended up closing 90, 90 million wow. and I don't produce real estate whatsoever. Um, I just basically have figured out a way to generate a bunch of, uh, hot leads. A- they ring the phones of the agents in the markets. They close the deals. They get a hundred percent of their own business. Uh, and you know what I provide them. They give me 25%. They give my business partner 25%. And, uh, you know, it ended up being a real nice thing. And then the reason I liked EXP was because we wanted, that was like our original vision. And then when uh, we started realizing a lot of agents just wanted the tools and the systems that we built. So we just said, Hey, if you partner up with us over here, we're not going to charge you anything. We'll make it in revenue share. So it forces them to, it forces us to focus on the agents. Mm -hmm. And this is where I saw the biggest opportunity was in traditional models. The brokerage and the team has no incentive to grow the agents. Because the minute that they surpass the, um, you know, the needs that the brokerage can fulfill, the agents are that brokerage is no longer useful to them. So, in my opinion, I've never heard anybody say this, but it's my personal opinion that the brokerages have zero incentive to make sure the agents are successful and grow and surpass their level of, you know, production. So, I don't think the agents, the brokerages, do it intentionally. But I do, I have seen this happen hundreds of times over at exp when a broker joins exp or a team or whatever and their business just skyrockets instantly and and the reason why is because it lets you you get a breathe over here and then you also get a lot of influencers and a lot of big producers pouring back into your business and they have vested interest so with the brokerage keeping 50 percent and giving back 50 percent revenue share i am now incentivized to help my agents grow yeah, I
0: love that. And I love what you just said there, because that's the thing, right? That's where I think the current brokerage model and a lot of team models are broken too, because yeah. they surpass a certain point, especially a brokerage model, because the value typically is only worth so much to a certain point, right? To that brokerage. Unless 100%. you're in a model where you pay a percentage on every single deal, then I guess the more deals you do, then you still got money coming in. But there's other brokerages, which are caps, which are awesome. However, it's still worth so, now, if, if you're doing 200 units, you're still only worth so much money, oh, right? Are you going to really pour it, that and, in? And here's
1: the thing with that. So any brokerage that doesn't have a cap and you are paying a percentage of every deal and they want you to sell more, well, guess what? Then you end up paying them a $200,000 cap at the end of the year. Yeah. It, I met with a broker a team last week, and she her parents own the brokerage, dude. She freaking paid them three fifty. dollars and then she like told me that she promised that she was a promised ownership and all this stuff and i was just like how many years have you been doing this and she's just like 12 i'm like yeah exactly 12 years come on over i'll make you an owner i'm just like exactly so that was my whole thing and that's what my belief system is around that and i'm not like a dude do- i just i just call it common sense like yeah. if you Write this down. Anybody can figure it out. And you know, a lot of agents get super loyal to their brokerage. And I and I I just wrote this whole thing the other day. Um, and I I was very loyal to the brokerage I was with before. They EXP didn't get me. My brokerage lost me. And mm-hmm. if they would have actually took me to that national sales meeting and put us in front of everyone, I would probably still be there. I would still be selling twelve million dollars a year. And I would be, you know, wish glad that I made my two hundred thousand bucks or whatever. And it was just, it was just crazy. And I see that happen time and time again. So I always tell everyone, I say, you, you owe it to yourself that you need to give it everything and an opportunity and a look. And then also really understand what other brokerages offer, even if it's not EXP, because You know, there is some competitors coming out now and, you know, people will always assume that they're making the best decisions for themselves because, of course, it's you. Why would you make a bad decision? Right. So you just get pigeonholed into these positions where, you know, you if you're going to this is what I always also correlate this with people, as I say, if you're going to go pound nails on a board. And you get paid $10 a pound nails right here, but you get $100 a pound nails right here. There's no difference. You're on the same board. You're ha- you're hammering the same way, but one's offering you $100. One's offering you 10 Of course, everyone's going to take the $100 one. And that's the same thing with real estate is you have to understand where those $100 are coming from and that there are those opportunities. And I think a lot of agents give way too much credit to the brokerages too. The brokerages, in my opinion, like people don't hire you for that. They hire you for you. And a lot of these brokerages do claim like, I'm the, I'm the reason that you know, you're, you're getting all your business. And then you ask them, where'd you get your business? They're like, oh, I got it from my friends, my family. Like, I'm like, did they ever ask you where you work? They're like, no. And I'm like, exactly. Like, it's not the brokerage. It's, it's, so you have to have a true value exchange.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what you're seeing in today's brokerages, which you could do a whole other podcast on around the whole wave and how things are changing and how they're adapting to today's environment and how their you know, agents are tapped at a certain, in the previous model, right. And, and technology is forcing changes in brokerages. And you name it, right?
1: It's it's the paradigm shifting. There's no doubt about it. Well, well, sadly, the um, you know, the independent brokerages were really good back in the day, and then the mm-hmm. franchise evolved, and then they what? It's not as great as people think it is. And what happens is the franchise owners, and even like these. Indies now they realize that the only thing that they control is the overhead in their business. So this is why the like all these twenty-person brokerages are all running with one broker. They're typically owning a team. There's zero support on hand because there's because they're just they're living in a sense of like protecting the assets that they have. So it's like typically when people become millionaires and Grant Cardone talks about this a lot is like, as soon as they hit a million, they're just trying to figure out how to save that million. Now they're not still pushing on the methods that got them to a million bucks. Cause now they're scared to lose it. And so with the franchise, you know, and I, I interviewed a brokerage last week and they even told me, they said, there's a, he's like, I can't, you can't survive anymore. You either have to be a hundred percent brokerage Or you know, I can't remember what else he said. And I was like, "Well, EXP pays me to be there. Like, it's I don't know. They paid me over two hundred thousand dollars last year, and it's a it's a negative cap, like in my opinion. So, um, it's it's a lot of great opportunities. So I always say, if you're going to do something, you might as well have the best opportunity to make a lot more than where you're at now. And um, and I even I my promise is that like it, it will be better than anything that anyone's ever experienced. Like the collaboration, the you know, even talking to the brokers. Going inside a VXP world, like it takes a couple days to get used to it, but like once you go through it, dude, you're like a lot of agents are like, I need a, I need an office, and I'm like, trust me, once you figure this out, like you'll never need an office again. And I've never been an office person in my entire life. I remember getting into real estate and going to the office, and I was like, this is stupid. Like these people are all wasting their time.
0: (laughs) Interrupting
1: me, causing
0: me stop, start.
1: (laughs) I could go on about this all day.
0: (laughs) No, that's awesome. And I think one thing you said that was really important too, and that was. That you got to meet people where they're at. Right. It's a matter of what everybody sees an opportunity differently and you can't jam a what is a value to you to them because they may not see that as the value. Right. So a lot of it's about having an open mind and having the right person take you through mm-hmm. asking the right questions to ascertain where the value may be. Right.
1: Exactly. And and that's the thing is you can't influence, you're not going to be able to like convince the unconvincible. So, uh, it's one of those things where like, you do have to have an open mind and that's the biggest, you know, problem that I, you know, it's real sad too, especially when you're, uh, you're a business owner, like we're all business owners, but a lot of agents treat themselves as employees where they're like defending their brokerage that they don't even own. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're, you don't, you have zero ownership. The best story I have, it'll take me two, two minutes to say this yeah. is I actually met, I was talking to a guy who had worked for an independent brokerage for 20 years. And he's like, I'm never leaving this place. I've recruited half of the office, just as friendly thing for the team. I loved him. They're super enriched in the community. It's four women that own this brokerage. I'm going to write it out till I die here. They'll never sell it. Blah, 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 blah. Like all the things the next day it was announced that John L. Scott had purchased them. And, uh, he literally called me on the phone and he's like, I feel like the biggest fool in the world. It literally couldn't have been better timing, but he's like, he goes, they sold the office and he goes, I haven't heard a peep from the brokers. He goes, I'm so disappointed. And like, uh, i my, my feelings are really hurt actually, because I've been here for 20 years. He's like half of these agents here are because of me. And they haven't even contacted me to like, say, Hey, look, we sold the office, you know, we'd love for you to stay on all these things. And, you know, and all, cause all they do is they go into protection mode at that point in time, because. If they want to get paid they got to stay and they have to keep the agents at retention and then the other sad piece i also see a lot is like right before a brokerage sales is they're out there recruiting like crazy to try to bolster their agent count because they already know they're going to see some attrition once the brokerage falters. so you know I've, I've seen some big teams make moves and then all of a sudden it sells and it's like you're you're disrupting people's lives like this isn't about money at the end of the day this is about real estate's about providing you know a home for people and like helping them through one of the most uh stressful times of their life and most important decisions but like as an agent side these are, these are mouths you're feeding. These are businesses. And if you're just trying to put yourself and your, uh, you know, your outcome in a better position than the agent's outcome, like that's never going to be a a winning, you know, equation. Like, I don't know. There's just some weird stuff that happens out there that I'm just like, that's why I love EXP is because even when I brought over some teams from compass, they're always like blown away that our, our contracts are identical in every single state and there's no negotiation. We do have the cap deferral, but they're like, they're like, I love this. Like, this is amazing. And when companies do weird stuff, like I'm like, that just speaks to the volumes of like who's running this organization. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. No, those are great examples. Thanks for uh, sharing those with us. Uh, Let's move it over real quick to uh, the, uh, well, maybe let me just kind of wrap it up with since your move from your previous brokerage to this brokerage, what, what kind of give me some, some 30 second highlights.
1: Oh, dude! Like, where does it start? Um, I think, like, I will just say, like, in my opinion, the experience is a paradigm shift. You said that earlier. It's one of the one of my key pillars is that exp is a paradigm shift. Is that you have to understand that exp is nothing like you could ever imagine. And so, if you think you're just going to exp to get another brand, you're absolutely going to. It's not the way that you can think. So, I think for me, like, the biggest like when I went to that two-hour meeting, I was so shocked, and I remember calling my business partner and being like, "Dude, we're—you'll never believe where we're going." He's like, "Not EXP," and I'm like, "Yep." I said, okay. "I literally was just blown away by everything I just saw." So he said, "Literally, just—he said, start making videos about everything you love about it." And I have over 250, 10-plus-minute videos about okay. everything I love about this company. So you—you, you, I, I don't even have enough time in a week to tell you everything that I liked about it. But you know, really for me, it was uh, collaboration, accessibility, training the people. Oh, here it is. This is the biggest thing I could say is the number one thing is that everyone here is moving in a forward direction with positivity and a positive mindset. There's zero gossip here. And I don't know if that's because of the world and like, we're not all like in the rooms together, but like everything that you talk about and hear about is always about growth. It's all about supporting people's businesses. It's all about solving any problems that there may be. And it's always a forward moving, um, you know, ball of energy versus like all this gossip and weird stuff going on that slows you down. So that's probably my my biggest. I'm my glad favorite. you said that
0: because I totally see that because, I, I mean, I've only been over here 60 days. So, you know, yeah. so you have a lot more visibility and, and exposure to what you've seen Why I ask the question, because I certainly yep. see values over here as well. Yet it's always interesting to hear what others have had to say especially those coming on the podcast is because most of them have exhibited some, some serious success in some capacity or another. So I see that totally as well. Now that you call that out, I don't know that I really fully was aware of that, but since you mentioned that that's exactly what we're seeing with the upline and everything else is all almost like one united front moving, you know, moving everybody's businesses forward independently, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah, wow, Super cool. All right. Well, let's kind of hit up the last few minutes here. If you don't mind on your channel junkies and the YouTube, you kind of open that up that that's been your only, or that is your only, your, your source of business. Shall we say only sounds like a terrible word, That that that's true, right? That's how you're generating 90 million in sales volume.
1: Yeah. So that only, so I only, I only track the business that I generate. Um, so I don't care. Like the agents do a listing on their own. That doesn't count towards my volume. I don't get paid on it. So it doesn't go into my tracking. Uh, yeah. So really it was just one of those things where we started out small in Portland and we were doing digital style, digital mayor style video forever. Um, restaurants, bars, t-shirt shops, like business owners are great, but they're not the ideal client and they're, they're super busy. Um, so I also, when we did that for a while, we had a camera crew following us around, dude, like we were doing paying $2,000 a video. It, 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 it ate my cash quick, like hundred K. And I remember thinking like, if I was a buyer or seller making a, a move, like, like, what would I actually be searching for? Like, and in, in, it's like, it's not going to be my Jesse Dow's open house, not Jesse Dow's listing Joe's Crab shack on main street. Like none of that stuff. You don't even know any of that stuff exists. So you got to think about the value. So people are typically searching for like pros and cons cost of living. Where shouldn't I move like the worst neighborhoods, the best neighborhoods, like those types of things. And once you can really figure out like what people are searching for, and then you have to make long form content like everyone's taught short form content now, which is completely false, like short form content. It, it might work, but it's a sliver. I use uh, Instagram and TikTok as like my supporting roles. And I do think there's a place in time for everything. It's just, you better use it like the way it's built. Otherwise, you know, and that's why everyone always says like, you can't cross pollinate uh, platforms. Like it, they're like, I have a hundred million followers on Instagram, but I have zero on Facebook or zero YouTube subscribers. It's because it's a whole different audience all the way around so i've actually also paid for like some super serious coaching in the facebook group space um Mm -hmm. i we have our course that we sell uh which is if anybody's watching this you guys even want to check us out i just highly recommend going to our facebook group uh the channel junkies that's pretty much where we give give it all away um and share like what we do we do like a monthly webinar typically we have about 100 agents that show up to that and um you know the cool the coolest part for me is that in two years we've helped our students generate over $1 billion in closings from organic YouTube. That's and, awesome. um, so we, even like my channel, my number one channel did 40 million last year. Um, we have 11 that produce real estate, but we have a team in there, um, that did over 80 million in all YouTube business. And we have a couple that have done over 50 and, uh, you know, they're just, they, the dude, it's crazy. Like you'll never, you'll never have another better client experience in your life than from YouTube organic, because like when these people call you, like I said, they treat you like a celebrity. So you're only dealing with your your highly qualified ideal clientele. Like, you know, I mean, you see how like this is this is me. Like I'm I'm not like this is who I am. But the craziest part is is like they don't even call me. They'll call and ask for me. But I hired somebody that's way more exciting than I am and way more friendly because I'm like, you know, if they don't do something I like, I'm like, you're an idiot. I'll leave them at the house if they're looking at it and they're wasting my time. Uh, you know, those types of things. So I realized really quickly, like, I'm like. I'm good at selling real estate, but I have zero patience. Like, so I'm like, I better find someone better than me at this position. And, uh, you know, and when COVID hit, it really, we were doing zoom before zoom was a thing. Cause like onboarding the clients too, is a really, mm-hmm. um, it's a real special experience because, you know, they're calling you and you have kind of have to guide that. And if you don't get them to zoom right away, uh, like get them to schedule their appointment, you could lose them cause they might just get all the information like anything else. So we were doing zoom way before zoom was a thing, and once COVID hit, uh, Zoom became a household item, and it actually—I think—that's one key reason that our business blew up like it did—is because like now everyone knew what Zoom was. Before, they thought we were putting a virus on their computer or yeah. something weird. Um, but yeah, they—they they say, "Oh, is Jesse there?" Like, "Oh, we're calling for Jesse. We're calling for Jackson." And you know, there's our our agents show up with our lenders, and you know, they're like, "Man, we freaking," you know where's Jesse? Where's Jackson? Oh, they're, they're out shooting videos. They suck at real estate. So we handle all the inbound, all the clients relocate. They hired us
0: cause we're way better at it.
1: That's what we say. <laughs> We'd say Jesse and Jackson horrible at real estate, but that's why they brought us on because we take care of all of you guys like to the highest. Then they're like thanking us up and down. I literally just had a client call me from three years ago. He gave me his uncle, my number. And, uh, he was like, it was our first ever call off of YouTube ever. And uh, his uncle called me and his uncle has a really nice house down here in Scottsdale and was like um, asking me some questions about it. And then uh, he's like, oh yeah, I love your guys' videos. And um, you know, I, I, and he even said, he goes, I know you're not going to be the one working with me, but I don't even care. Yeah. And uh, he's like, just wanted to ask me some stuff. And he wants to buy more short term properties down here. And he just wanted to know if I could hook him up with my team. But he's oh, like, I really awesome. want to go to coffee with you. Like, you know, I, I was sitting there, and I love your, I love your uh, vision on the market and all these things. And I was like, "Cool, man, that's awesome." Yeah, the
0: audience reach is crazy, and it built oh, yeah. time. And I, I've, I'm a participant in your systems, right? And so yep. I'm getting to learn a lot about that. And I'll tell you, it's organized, it's well thought out. You can see the experience talking through the program. So, oh, yeah. thank you. Hey, Jesse ain't paying me to say any of this stuff. So I don't know I said ain't because I'm not Southerner, but, uh, you know, he's not paying me a dime to do any of this. Right. So this is like absolutely true. Uh, gone through the whole series. The Facebook page is awesome. Uh, shoot. You can go out to their selling Portland, right. that's the name on your YouTube channels, right? Oh yeah.
1: Living in Portland,
0: uh, living in Portland, sorry, living in Portland. And you know, you, these guys, you can, you can look at their videos, you can see what they're doing. Right. And so these guys are just giving and they'll help in any way they can. And, Obviously, they want to uh, be able to recoup some of their costs in some ways, so they they offer the training at, at a cost and an expense. But still, either way,
1: yeah, uh, it's a we I I have a really uh, sour spot in my heart for horrible courses. So I went outside the real estate industry and hired the number one course and coach uh, high ticket coaching uh, team in the world uh, to help me put that thing together. And I went through their whole system and. Essentially, I just want it's all plug and play. It's all copy and paste, and um, you know our our whole, you know it's kind of like they say is like you know make the offer so good that people would be stupid to say no, and um, that's really the premise that we built it on. And to me, I'm like the first like I. I don't know. I freaking poured like 40 hours of my own time, just, just putting the course in the system. Like, you know, the content and everything is, you know, cause like what a lot of people do, which drives me nuts is they'll shoot a video like this, where it's an interview and then they'll put it in a course and they're like, Oh, this is my course. Yeah. It's like, no dude, that's not a freaking course. And then it's all like mismatched. Things are everywhere. I'm like, if you're going to shoot a course, you need to shoot a course. Well, and
0: I'll tell you, like my background was IBM education. So I get a lot of this. You don't even know that. And when I go through it and see it and I'm like, that's that's on like I that's my profession. I used to do that in the the IBM days. So anyways, kudos to you. Thank you. I will tell you that. It takes a lot to impress me, especially around course education and curriculum and development. And you guys, you guys hit it out of the park with that.
1: Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that, man. I didn't even know that, but that's really good to hear. Because like, that's my whole goal. Like, I'm like, I want people to go through here and be like, this was an amazing experience, you know. And I want people to be uh, be successful, uh, you know, because obviously it creates a ripple effect. But at the end of the day, like getting those calls is like life changing, and it's not only life changing; it's it's life changing for your business. Mm-hmm. You know, because my whole thing is like, if I'm going to sell something, I want to be able to give agents something that they can build long-term sustainable business and brand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. And it's it's through video, right? Shoot yep. video, put it on YouTube. There's a bit more complicated than that with the algorithms and everything, but you basically teach that whole package. You're using TubeBuddy. You're telling them, kind of giving them titles actually that are already ranking high. I mean, it's yep. really a cut and paste. The only thing they don't do is shoot the video for you, right? Exactly
1: the hardest the hardest part well editing's it's hard too but
0: uh, all right right on jesse thanks so much i appreciate you spending time with us today you're just always stepping up when when we need some help and i always appreciate that and yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's good to you in cabo i just saw you briefly i think you were with uh, michael call you're doing a, a YouTube oh, yeah. channel with him or something so i wasn't gonna interrupt that with you guys but always appreciate you and uh if you need anything, like I said, go out to Jesse, hit him up on Channel Junkies. You can search it on Facebook. It'll pull up his group. Um, I know they've got different programs like launch and some other things like that that you guys can look into. Jesse's pretty responsive overall when it comes to hitting him on Messenger, things like that. So um, super excited for that. Reach out to him. You got any parting thoughts, my friend?
1: I would just say, like, we have a Justin's event coming up at Sphere Rocket, which we'll be a part of again, and then uh, the weekend before, May 13th through 15th, uh, we have our first live event in Scottsdale, um, which will be limited to 100. We we haven't even it's being announced next week. So, okay, um, let me
0: know. I may take myself and or my marketing person down there to take a look. Oh yeah,
1: since you're in the program, you get a uh, you get a free VIP ticket. So,
0: woo! See, we
1: both learning stuff today. (laughs) Exactly. See, I come with the value, dude.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, hey, we're going to post this out there. We'll tag Jesse on his Facebook page. If you got go to his channel junkies, that's going to be the easiest way for you to communicate with them and research there. However, I'm always throwing my stuff on there, too. So if you want to reach out to me, schedule time. Jesse's got a calendar link, too. You can schedule. He can send it over to you. But please go out there. Connect with me. It can be on channel junkies. It can be on how to grow a team. It can be how to get more profit. It can be on EXP. I don't really care what it is. Reach out to either him or I. Dude, we're two guys that have known each other for a few months and we're excited about the future ahead of us. Yep. All right, brother. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate yep. you. Later, in. See ya.